Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We will be discussing Impeachment, American Crime Story, uh, which is an FX original TV show. And it shall be an interesting conversation. It shall be. <laughs> What's the what does what does Greg say? If it is, if it if so it is, is <laughs> if it is to be, so it shall be, or something like that. That's exactly it, <sighs> and that's exactly how I feel. If it is to be interesting, it shall. <laughs> <laughs> but first, TV news. Uh, Jordan, what do you have for us? Well, they released some photos from Search Party Season 5 and officially, officially told us that it will be the final season. It's official. We had an inkling because we saw some videos of everyone crying when they wrapped and we were like, this seems like it's the end. So, yeah, it's bittersweet. It, it is. But yeah. We've, we say it all the time, but got to respect a show that goes out on a high note and doesn't just try to drag it out. Exactly. And I saw that it's premiering in January, but did we have a specific date? Do you know? Hmm. I only saw January also, but that... Oh, okay. January 7th. Oh. Wow. That feels so soon. It is really soon. Good to know. Wow. And it'll have 10 episodes, so the end is near. Very extremely. I saw that Amazon is doing another um, end-of-year comedy special, Yearly Departed, which I thought was really fun, and I was glad that they are continuing the tradition. Um, And it has some of our favorite people, um, Meg Stalter... And Chelsea, I can't remember her last name because I'm just thinking of her, Chelsea Peretti. I was just thinking of her um, Instagram handle and I was like, what is her name? Um, Yvonne from Insecure and just like a bunch of other great people. So should be fun. And that is premiering on uh, December 23rd. Or as other people might call it, Christmas Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Netflix dropped the trailer finally for the new Selling Sunset season. (laughs) Um, I have not seen it. It was was good. It was good. It looks chaotic. There's new faces. I did see a, a tiny glimmer of Davina. Ooh. So no longer a series regular, but... She pops up for some drama, so... She probably pops up to say she still hasn't sold that bajillion dollar listing. Well, you should watch the trailer, because I'm pretty sure they are referring to that, or at least it really seems like that is in the discussion. Um, But yeah, (laughs) that's hilarious. Did you watch the the trailer for And Just Like That? Oh, you know I watched that. What did you think about it? You know, it, it looked like it was fun. I think it's like, you know, give it a try. I'm still a little worried, mm-hmm. but it did look pretty fun. Yeah, the, I honestly, I was the trailer made it seem like, oh, this is just like a fun time with some old friends and like I'll miss the originals, but it's just like also kind of totally separate. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I liked the trailer. I thought it was a good trailer. Yeah. Okay, for our top three this week, we are ranking uh, three American crime stories that we think would make a great season of American crime. So um, right now we have the O.J. Simpson trial, we have assassination of Gianni Versace, and impeachment, a.k.a. Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton. Um. And so, Jordan, what's a cr- American crime story that you would like to see um, portrayed on this series? 
The first thing I thought of, because it has just been a big part of pop culture this year, but I thought it would be interesting to see like a, a like a dramatized LuLaRoe debacle. Ooh. And like, mm-hmm. ca- there's just a lot of like um, odd characters that would be funny to see famous actors playing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where my mind went first. I like it. I feel like that would be really good. And even if it wasn't necessarily LuLaRoe, any sort of like pyramid scheme that's like kind of dealt with some, done some crime. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, really any MLM would Mm -hmm. be really good. But yeah, I feel like that would also be good because like you would have so many different characters of like all of the different um, people who sell it and like their stories. So there's a lot you could work with. Mm-hmm. So the in costume designers having to recreate like mm-hmm. LuLaRoe fashion <laughs> would be very funny. It would be a tough but probably fun job. Wow, that's a great answer. And I already feel like that one beats out all three of mine. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> um, okay, my number three is one that I don't necessarily know if there was ever a crime associated with it. Maybe just like paying a fine. But mm. um, the impeachment uh, season made me think about, like, different events in history that were kind of portrayed in a way that would be portrayed way differently if it happened today. And kind of, like, events that we could go back and kind of reframe our thinking. And so I said the Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake Super Bowl debacle. That's because my number I... one. Oh my gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, because I kept seeing commercials for the documentary about it. And... Oh, I didn't even know. Did I know there was a documentary? Uh, I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. By, by that question, I meant have we talked about that on the podcast? I don't think we I don't have. think I knew that. Well, I kept seeing commercials for it. And I, I totally agree with you. Whereas like a strength of this impeachment season was like when I was a kid, I remember Monica Lewinsky being a joke, you know, Mm -hmm. but reframing Mm -hmm. it of being like, do you not see how she was a victim? It was consensual, but she was, this was really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And like having more empathy for her. And that would be really, really cool to see more empathy for Janet Jackson. Totally. Totally, totally. Yeah, I'm excited to get more into that when we are talking about the show in a few minutes, but glad we're on the same page. I was like, I don't know. Now I'm sad that that's not my number one. It probably should be. Well, now I can't wait to hear your number one when I, <laughs> and I'll tell you my number two. It's always funny when that happens because then I'm like, what number am I on? <laughs> well, I'll go to my number two now. Um, oh, that was your number three? See, that was my number three. Oh wow, I know that's funny. Well, we'll meet in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, for my number two, I'm gonna go with uh, I would like to see a recreation of the uh of the Jinx on HBO. <laughs> Mm, I good think one. that would be uh very interesting and kind of still has like um Hollywood ties because I feel like a lot of these kind of do I guess political um but yeah and because like so much more has happened since that initially came out that's a really good one that's a good idea thank you um, did you ever see Kate McKinnon play her, him on SNL? Because that would be my first choice for casting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, I did. And I think it was because you told me to when I was watching it, which I'm so glad you did, because it really solidified that show for me. And mm-hmm. I agree, she's hired. So funny. Um, My number two, and it's funny that you said... Like if there if there's not technically a crime with the Janet Jackson Super Bowl story, this one mm-hmm. I really don't think there's any actual crime. <laughs> so it's definitely a stretch. But it would be really fun 
to see dramatized the Taylor Swift Masters and Scott Borchetta Scooter Braun situation. Oh like, my god! Because there's just such a long history of that. So it's like you could start when she's like 15 years old signing mm-hmm. away her masters, but you could also tie in a lot of other musical artists and why that's a problem and all this stuff. And it's definitely not totally. It's not a, like a crime, but it's a lot of like legal issues because it's all about contracts and things totally i would love to see that wow that's a great answer and i actually had um i had a taylor swift scenario in my bonuses i had her um Mm. issue with that like extreme stalker oh i thought you were gonna say the the radio dj who groped her oh but we don't need a whole whole series on that but i was like Wow, she she had to go to court for that. I mean, the dollars, the one dollar scene would be really epic. It would be amazing. But I was like, I can't think of anyone I would want to play Taylor Swift, and I feel like that might make me mad. So, that <laughs> do you have someone that you would cast to play Taylor in that? No, I hadn't thought of anyone. It's so hard. The literally the only person I can think of right now is Sadie Sink. So, <laughs> and she doesn't really she doesn't look like Taylor, but. That actually, okay, what I just said is going to be a major point of discussion that I am really excited to talk to you about, though, is casting and appearances (laughs) in impeachment. But we'll get to that after I hear your number one. Okay. My number one is I chose the Harvey Weinstein takedown because I do Mm. think that that would be very interesting especially another like reframing situation like especially with a lot of actresses who like got in with harvey so early and then their careers were completely ruined by him and also another story where there are so many different people involved Mm -hmm. that you could make a whole series about it totally wow that's a really good one very very sad but would love to hear more of their stories someday that's definitely going to be made into something oh yeah it's happening i'm sure like if it's not already in talks i would guess like within 10 years Mm -hmm. it still feels too close to home right now yeah i i think even 10 years to me seems in bad taste yeah but i can it's like you can just how long ago was the clinton i guess that was almost that was a long time ago. It seems like it was just ten years ago, but it was technically seventeen. Yeah, it's it was interesting because it's like watching the OJ season, the Versace season. The Versace season I had never I'd barely heard anything about that. OJ I had heard a lot, but I didn't like remember it from being a kid really that well. Mm-hmm. This one I did have way more actual memories myself of this going on but I was still in like third and fourth grade so it's like I didn't really I still had a lot to learn of the details from this season for sure okay my other question before we get into this is um did you ever listen to the slow burn podcast uh season about Monica Lewinsky no I started the the first season I think that's about Watergate Mm -hmm. and then I stopped and then I never dove back into any of the other seasons either but i need to how like so before you started watching this how much like i guess you kind of just answered this but um did you have a lot of knowledge of the ins and outs of the monica Lewinsky event situation um i mean i feel like i knew a decent amount i didn't really i wasn't really that familiar with linda tripp um Mm, okay I wasn't super familiar, I guess, just some other characters about it, but yeah. I, I, it wasn't like it was a total surprise to me. Yeah. You probably were. I wasn't that educated about it at all until I listened to the Slow Burn podcast, um, but I still learned new things watching this. Um, okay, well, general feelings. How did you like impeachment? Um, 
I thought some things were interesting and um were done pretty well, but overall a lot of this didn't really work for me. Okay. What didn't work? Well, I thought that the first half of the season was very dull. I I really felt like episodes two through four could have been condensed into maybe one episode, mm-hmm. maybe two. I mean, this and then this is starting to get into not general feelings. This is a specific feeling. <laughs> um, I thought I hated the prosthetics. I thought they did disservice to the acting personally. Mm-hmm. Like, and specifically Sarah Paulson, it was kind of like, I'm kind of confused as to why you even cast Sarah Paulson. Because mm-hmm. I literally could never tell it was her. But it wasn't really because she was nailing the part. It was because she's in a fat suit and has facial prosthetics. And um, and I feel the same way about... I kind of felt that about Clive Owen. Like, I kind mm-hmm. of thought that if he hadn't been wearing, like, a fake nose, I think that he still could have... Like, he nailed the voice. Mm-hmm. And I really think that, like, looking at photos of him, I was kind of like, you know, he doesn't, he looks like Bill Clinton. And I feel like, like, maybe they should have just taken a chance on not using kind of a bunch of fake facial mm-hmm. stuff. Because I found it really distracting. It's interesting how there's a lot of actors that did not, like, Beanie Feldstein doesn't really look that much like Monica Lewinsky. But they didn't need to give her any facial prosthetics and it, like, worked way better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I I found I I honestly didn't find myself that distracted by Sarah Paulson slash Linda Tripp's prosthetics. And by the end of this series, I kind of understood a little bit more why they cast Sarah Paulson because they were trying to show her like before and after situation with like her getting reconstructive surgery. And um but doesn't necessarily mean I agreed with it I just like I I got like a little bit more of an understanding because I did feel a little bit confused why it had to be her um but I did get distracted by Bill Clinton's nose situation it didn't work for me it was um strange because I didn't I thought it made him look less like Bill Clinton Mm -hmm. and um I don't know and there were so many really good performances that um, like I, some of my favorite performances were Edie Falco as Hillary, who mm-hmm. like, she still looked like Edie Falco, but I was like, wow, she is really nailing this. This is really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was really impressed with Kobe Smolders as Ann Coulter. Oh my gosh, me too. And like, she didn't, so it's like, she still looked like Kobe Smolders, but it's like the acting and then just like, like the wig and the clothes, it like all came together really, really well. And so I just kind of mm-hmm. wish that they'd gone that route especially with bill and the sarah paulson there was there was one other thing that was kind of weird to me too was that it's like one part of linda tripp is like well a huge part of it is like her body image issues and um like the way the media makes fun of her appearance Mm -hmm. and it would have been to me more effective if it wasn't an actress wearing a fat suit (laughs) like Mm -hmm. that kind of rubbed me the wrong way too um so yeah, the all those things, it was just it kind of made me it was just kind of hard for me to get past. Mhm. Yeah, I I mean, on that note, I struggled a lot with how much it focused on both Monica and Linda Tripp's um body image issues, but I do think that that it must have been like a core reason of like why they even became friends, I think. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understood that, like, that they probably wanted to focus on that, but I just felt like it did not need to be focused on that much. Yeah, I don't, I don't really fault them for, like, including that at all. That, I definitely don't have an issue with that, especially because I think this, and after seeing, like, the Framing Britney Spears documentary, like, the 90s and the 2000s really were vicious in the media mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. women and what they look like, and so that totally rang true. Yeah, I I agree with you. I did feel like the like the beginning middle was very slow. Um also there's unless we are just stupid, which I don't think we are because we know a lot about TV, 
we could not find this anywhere other than like having to watch it with commercials, even mm-hmm. with like an Xfinity login or like uh, YouTube live TV, which is how those are the two ways we watch this. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but we had to watch it with commercials and it made every episode so much longer. And I am genuinely curious if that would have changed my perspective on this show if I didn't have to watch it with commercials because mm-hmm. it's just it seemed like it was so drawn out. And yeah, I felt like the beginning middle was a lot slower. And then it made me feel like confused in the end because everything was happening so fast that I was like, wait, what's happening? Like, what is this that they're talking about? Like, I got confused with all the legality of like what was going on when the actual impeachment was happening. Yeah, definitely. Um, But I think I, I think that like the bare bones of the show were not bad because I, I think despite my complaints about the prosthetics and the costuming and stuff like the acting was still good like this is a strong cast but one thing that I would have changed is that I I was disappointed at how late they bring Hillary into it all mm-hmm. I think that especially because like literally the first four episodes it's like the Linda Tripp show you know which like mm-hmm. it it's very repetitive and it's really important to the story, obviously. And I do think she is a pretty fascinating character because, like, she's so paranoid and, like, kind of yeah, like concocting and all these zero stories. Redeeming qualities. It's all about her. Everything's about her, and like, literally, the government is about her. And it's it mm-hmm. was like shocking, or yeah, it was kind of shocking, I guess, to like see someone whose mind really works like that but I it was really surprising to me that it was like it wasn't even fully centered on Monica it was centered more on Linda's perspective which was really a weird it was it was a weird choice in my opinion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but and then for me some of the strongest moments were when we see Hillary Hillary and Bill's relationship because we don't even we see Hillary kind of in the background for the first half of the show and then we finally get to even like hear her speak and get flashbacks of them um, early in their political careers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would have really liked to see, like, remind us that like Bill is a is like a very famously married man, you know. Instead of like only seeing Bill flirting with Monica and their relationship and stuff, I kind of would have liked to see those things at the same time, so that mm-hmm. we can like be really disgusted kind of i just think that would have been for me more effective and probably i would have been uh less bored yes i completely agree i uh my like biggest thing was that i just felt like it could have been a stronger story had it been told by a woman and not ryan murphy because um i don't think it was strong enough it didn't come across strong enough as to like why what bill clinton did was so bad like I think there was one mention of it towards the very end where it talks about like what he did was wrong because of the power he held, but I don't think that was really shown very well at all, Um, especially in the beginning episodes. In the beginning episodes, I felt like both Linda and Beanie just looked like like girls that like stereotypical, different stereotypes of women that, and like, I just didn't, it didn't sit well with me. And I, Mm -hmm. like, I did think that they corrected it towards the end, but I think it would have been stronger had that been, like, a main plot point throughout the whole thing. And I think it, I think, I hadn't even thought about this, but you saying you wish that they would have shown more of him being, like, a family man um, at the same time, I think that would have helped make that story a little bit stronger as well. Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying it, I I wonder if it's like the body image stuff is real and is relevant and important to this story, but mm-hmm. would it have been, would it have made us feel less gross if they hadn't been leaning so far into kind of making these women kind of ditzy and gossipy? Like that combined with how they're obsessed with their weight really was just like, okay, we get it, like you hate women kind of <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was just kind of it was kind of relentless for the since literally the first four episodes 
um once once linda gets transferred to the new that new department in the pentagon it's like mm-hmm. literally all we're hearing is her and monica's talking like mm-hmm. on the phone and in person and it was just kind of like yeah relentlessly like oh women being boring and silly and mm-hmm. and then by the end it's like we actually kind of get to get to know monica better like when she's talking to her mom and when she's talking to the grand jury than mm-hmm. we do in the first half of this whole season i'm kind of yeah, just now like realizing that complete, um she had like a complete personality change i thought which i thought was interesting and i wondered if that was like on purpose or not yeah i feel like if they'd shown it I think if they had maybe made better, clearer choices of whose perspective are we seeing this from, because maybe if we started it Mm. out with like, it's Bill, I'm the president, and we're kind of like following him throughout the day and seeing him with his family. And then like, Monica is just like, because he sees her as just like this cute little intern, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, then if we see her from his perspective, and that is all that we really see, and then it starts to show shift and be more of her person and like maybe it starts with bill and then shifts to all the women in this story like Mm -hmm. you have monica you have hillary you have linda and so i feel like they those choices to do it kind of like why would you choose to start from linda's perspective that is a very bizarre choice in this particular story in my opinion Mm -hmm. she's a really important character in this story and it is really interesting kind of like I was saying to see someone spiral like that and to have these really wrong ideas about how the world works and what people think of you or or how everyone's like obsessed with you Mm -hmm. but that's not really the most interesting tale for that I get from this at all like to me this is a story about like sexual abuse sexual manipulation power imbalance like the, the like, media yeah the go- i mean and truly the government too mm-hmm. politics well and that's a great point also because um in the end i don't even think like they brought up they like started to bring up like this whole other story about how linda was then going to be indicted and then i don't think they ever really even said whether or not that happened i actually the ending felt really sudden because it was like Monica at a book signing and they're like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I will be in just a second. Mm -hmm. And then it like credits. Well, actually in my case, commercial and then credits. (laughs) And so I don't know. I have no clue. I don't think they did because I had to Google it today. Um, Mm. And I still didn't even really read anything about it. So I don't, but so like it was, but they specifically focused on like they had a whole scene with her talking to her lawyer about how she was possibly going to be indicted because by the state she only had immunity f- through federal law and like but then they never really said anything about what happened so like if they are they were trying to focus on Linda Tripp it's kind of weird that they left her story <laughs> hanging well it really felt like there were like scenes missing at the very the very very end it was mm-hmm. kind of weird yeah i totally agree I guess my I guess my overall take then is like I think honestly I think that I would have enjoyed this if they'd made the changes I'm suggesting. <laughs> <laughs> like I would change some co- I would change some costuming. Um that would be my top priority, I guess, because I really was like Bill's nose is like falling off. It looked he didn't even really look like a person sometimes. Like it it's was like really Patty weird. Harrison's little character that she does. <laughs> Or like, um, in I think you should leave when he goes undercover on that like prank <laughs> show. Oh my god, that's how I felt, and I was like, Clive Owen is hot, and he kind of like I was looking at pictures. I was like, what does his real nose look like? It kind of looks like Bill Clinton's nose, mm-hmm. and I was like, you trusted? They trust Beanie, Beanie. Beanie became Monica Lewinsky, but she doesn't really look... If you look at pictures of her, they don't have the same face, but it worked, you know? Yeah. I was actually trying to figure out what it was about her that didn't look like Monica, and I couldn't really put my finger on it. Because, like, all the all the things were there, but something was missing. But, like, it wasn't like I needed it. I was just... I did get a little bit obsessive of like looking up pictures of what the people actually looked like and like totally them. Mm-hmm. Well, that was something too. I mean, 
even even pre-surgery the like the the face they gave Sarah Paulson didn't really look like the pictures I was finding of Linda Tripp so I was like <laughs> and it's like if you hide under that wig it could be anything under there face wise yeah. it was mm-hmm. it was kind of strange um but yeah I guess I just I have several notes for Ryan Murphy um what are things that did work for you or your favorite times you were enjoying it if any um i mean i really did like the episodes where he was focusing more on hillary okay um, yeah and um like when they go- when they were flashing back to like several a lot of i didn't know about a lot of those past accusations either mm-hmm. um so that was gross and like seeing her dealing with that and it really is just like hillary clinton is this painted like backed up the idea that I believe that it's like it really is kind of a tragic tale that she's so ambitious and she's tied to this, you know, like this hot mm-hmm. mess that um this whole like the that kind of culminated with the Monica Lewinsky situation and like will haunt her forever. Mm-hmm. So it was just that was that stuff worked really well for me. And I really was really impressed how um like, I never would look at Edie Falco and be like, she looks like Hillary Clinton, but, like, with the hair and stuff, like, she really did look like her, and I was really buying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that, uh, I thought that Beanie did a really good job. I really was very proud of her, uh, especially because I feel like I've really only seen her in roles that are, like, very eccentric and, like, bubbly and happy. I also really I liked seeing uh, Margot Martindale with a blonde bob. She looked great. <laughs> she was one of my faves. She was she was she really good. Seen more of her. Two two people I was really happy and impressed with because they were one hundred percent different than how I'd ever seen them was Jim Rash, the dean from Community. Yes, I literally so like funny. One of my notes is just like Dean Pelton. I was just like so excited because it's like he could have played kind of a similar character because of mm-hmm. he's like the head of a department. But yeah, I love that totally. Too. Yeah, that was really fun. And then um I need to look up his name, but we know him from Veep. Um he played Ken Starr. And um oh, Dan Backdoll. Everything I've seen him in from Veep to like when he pops up in random comedy stuff he's like loud and gross and very offensive and in this he was like so different because he was really restrained very conservative and um like i bought it he was good Mm -hmm. yeah he was really good he is like a person that i feel like is in like almost all the shows we ever watch like randomly he shows up in a lot of places or maybe it was just like the shows I was watching during quarantine, but I like specifically made a Venn diagram of like all the shows <laughs> I was watching that he was in and he was in, oh, I guess it's only three, but it was Veep, Community and Space Force and now this, but oh, like I didn't know you watched show, Space Force. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually only watched the first few episodes and never finished it. Wow. But he was in it. He's always like, well, not always, but he's so often he's like government adjacent. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. He has that government look to him, I guess. I Just guess. like old white guy. <laughs> and he like, he looks like a character of like a sleazy politician. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in this, I was I was just impressed with how like kind of restrained he was. Like, it was good. I yeah. was impressed. Um, I also, we didn't even talk about Annalie Ashford, uh, who played Paula Jones, her nose was also distracting, but I understood again where it was coming from. Um, but I really like her. She was in Masters of Sex, and so I was really excited to see her. Um, and I thought that she did a really good job too, because mm-hmm. from what I have seen her in, it was completely different than that. So I think she did good. Yeah, she and was really good. The guy really that played good. her husband, I always get him confused with the brother um in the movie sleepover and maybe i've talked about this before but i don't know why i always get confused so at first when i saw him i was like oh my gosh it's the brother from sleepover but again i was like no it's not it's that guy from snl and i get sad every time 
That's Dang. just a little fun fact. <laughs> I love that fun fact. I've never seen Sleepover. Never saw it. Oh my gosh, it's like what made me in my childhood. So wow. Hmm. Well, it says, isn't funny. Evan Peters in that? Yeah, he is. So that's funny that Evan Peters was not in this. <laughs> True. He could have played young <laughs> Jake Tapper. <laughs> Except that young Jake Tapper looked like Jake Tapper. It looked exactly like him. It was funny when they cast people that literally looked exactly like the people, like young, like Chelsea Clinton. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was looking up that girl, like, is in, like, two other things or something. But she looked exactly like Chelsea Clinton. Yeah. Um. Well, also funny because, like, aren't Taryn Killam and Kobe Smulders married? News to me, but you're probably right. So that's fun. That is fun. Just thinking about like the Paula Paula Jones storyline, they also really... did her dirty because they didn't even finish it. Really, I felt like it wasn't until like those last what like fifteen minutes or something when they were like, "See what the world does to women," and it's like, I just wish it just. I feel like by the end, it's just interesting when it's like it's a true story and it didn't really feel. A lot of things didn't feel as earned and satisfying or heartbreaking as I wanted them to be. Like, it was definitely all very heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of like, it just felt a little tacked on to me. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, I think it, I mean, I think what it comes down to, I think you'll agree with this, is that it's a really interesting story that could have been... Um, better if it had another name attached to it not right uh ryan murphy mm-hmm. yeah i but, would say usually the crime his crime american crime stories are his best things highest quality mm-hmm. things this is for sure in my opinion the weakest of those three so far yeah i would probably agree with that although i would say it might not sound like it, but I think I I liked it. Um I still enjoyed it. Um and just like found a lot of it interesting, but I also think it's because I'm like interested in uh politics and government in general and the story. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's kind of hard to like separate those two things of like is this good television or is this just like an interesting um, piece of history that I've been intrigued by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that totally makes sense. Um. All right. Anything else with impeachment? Nope. Just scrolled through my notes. Nothing else. Okay. Great. Um. One more question, actually. What was okay. the most interesting thing that you learned watching this? Hmm. Let me think about that. You go first. What's yours? Um, I think especially my... since you listened to that podcast, like was there what was what were some of the new things that you learned? You know, I actually want to go back and re-listen to the podcast because it's been like 2 years since I listened to it, and so mm-hmm. it was like hard for me to remember exactly what I had learned. Um, but I would say the most interesting to me was in the last episode or two episodes. I can't remember. Um, when they were showing all of the people that came out and like defended the president and like, they had this group of what they called feminist leaders that like, were like supporting him. And I just thought that was so wild because I don't think that that would happen today. Although maybe it would, but. I wanted to know what feminist leaders even meant. Like, what kind of group is just titled feminist leaders? It made me sad, but also made me glad that, like, that wouldn't be a thing today, at least as far as I can imagine. Yeah, I agree with that. That was, it was hard to see that, but also, yeah, like, this, if this kind of thing happened now, especially post Me Too specifically, Mm -hmm. like, I just, yeah. The media would have been hopefully telling a different, like their spin on Monica would have been totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, I was pretty surprised at how, I mean, maybe just in other circles, they talk a lot about the previous accusations that women have made about Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was that was news to me. You know, no one really talks about it. And that was kind of eye opening to me because it is one of those things where you're watching this and you see all the different sides. Like, I hate that this all just became like a political move to just because they want to impeach Clinton. But mm-hmm. it's not like you're I'm watching this and I'm there in no way I'm my team bill, you know, like it's just like mm-hmm. everyone's gross and bad. Um, it's just really sad. Um, totally. It's actually funny. I remember very vividly um, when President Clinton like addressed the nation mm-hmm. about this. And my I was in I must have been in fourth grade and my mom made me go play outside. She was like. Don't you don't get to listen to this? <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, I mean, I guess I was really little. I love, I love to hear him talk about oral sex. Of, yeah, well, that was the other thing I was shocked by, and I mean, I we didn't even really go into this, but like that was probably another thing that I was like so shocked by to learn was like how specific it was, mm-hmm. and like all the details that were so public. It was heartbreaking when she like told her dad not to read it. Mm-hmm. Well, the part that really stuck out to me too was when they showed Chelsea reading it, at, mm-hmm. like at the library or something, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, you know, well, and I something didn't know they who didn't that was." Oh. I'm glad you said that. I didn't connect who that was, and I was like, at first I thought it was Linda Tripp wearing a wig, like <laughs> trying to like be in disguise. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is embarrassing to I admit mean, she that I'm would, having though. like a real life realization. <laughs> Oh, so thank you for clarifying that because that I had so only funny. caught on to, I only like, I was like, oh, did they show her reading it? They did mention Hillary, like Hillary was like, your daughter read it. Uh, oh, that's funny. Well, she's like, I didn't read it, but Chelsea did. And so mm-hmm. like, I was like, wow, burn. Um, yeah, like, well, something they, it's interesting that, that they focus so much on like the media um, insulting women's appearance, uh, women's appearances. And like, I remember how brutal they were about Chelsea when I was a kid, too. Like, she mm-hmm. was a teen, and they were really mean about how she looked. And they never talked about that at all. So that's kind of interesting. That is really interesting. I feel like it's not directly relevant to this whole story, but it is relevant in the way that they covered how much women are affected, like, by their... by When they're in the public eye and their appearance and stuff. And, like, especially mm-hmm. that, like, she's... They're, yeah, like she's part of this too, and so that would have been kind of maybe something to talk about. But yeah, that's um, a good point. Didn't know about the cigar either. Mm. Yeah, I I need to go back and like find articles that compare, um, what was, uh, what's like true, true, and what's like dramatized. Because actually, this was a point I was going to make earlier, but I couldn't remember it, and now I'm remembering it now. Is I'm very curious about, like, the internal conversations between, like, Bill and Hillary. Like, do we actually know what happened there and what conversations were had? Because I don't know if we do. And, like, like, everything else is very public and Monica Lewinsky worked on the show. So, like, Mm -hmm. we know that most of that is, like, probably pretty factual. Mm -hmm. But, like, were they just, like, guessing or, like, educated guesses? Or did they have actual, like, quotation, like, quotes I'm very curious. I feel like there's no way they had any help from the Clintons on this. I, especially the fact that like to this day, like Hillary is not trying to take down Bill at all. Like they're very much still a team publicly, you know. Like and so the public has always kind of been confused by their relationship. So it seems like it's always kind of been mysterious, which makes me think that they were guessing. I really those conversations. I felt like it had to just be fiction and like yeah, trying to guess what maybe went down. Um because I just feel like I don't I yeah, I'm that's that's without me researching it either. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting. Like I don't ever think like doesn't Hillary have an autobiography? She probably has multiple maybe. Yeah, but I think so. I, to my knowledge, I mean like I don't know if she's ever mentioned any of that or anything i can't remember if i was talking to you and if you if i was then um 
then I'll have already then I'll spoil my joke. But earlier <laughs> this week, I was talking about I was talking to someone about how I'm watching impeachment this week, but it's so hard to find. It only has commercials, and I was like, it really feels like the Clintons have like tried to make this as hard to watch <laughs> as possible. <laughs> you hadn't already told that joke to me, and that's a great joke. Wow, and thank something you. that the Clintons seem like they could be uh, capable of. Tbh, that's what they. they it's so funny because they keep saying like, "Oh, the Clintons, the Clintons, this <laughs> like they're like the mafia," and I'm like, "Can you tell me the, what they do?" Because I don't know. I just hear they're like this like mystical, spooky <laughs> creature that Power will get you. Yeah, like, <laughs> but it's like they kind of hate each other, you know. Like it's very intriguing. Yeah, yeah. I just it would have just been if they're already making up those fights in the script. Like, would it have killed them to show more happy home life before the mm-hmm. shit hits the fan? Yeah, like especially especially when this is a repeated um problem in their marriage that hillary Mm -hmm. keeps having to kind of believe bill again and again and all this stuff and so it's like i just really i would have liked to see split up like split up some of those first four episodes with like like we still have the linda monica phone calls going on but maybe like split that up with some more the clintons at home and what that's like totally i would have liked that a lot yeah, I agree. I think it would have been stronger. Well, all right, there you have it. Impeachment. Uh, <laughs> who's your crush of the week this week, Jordan? <laughs> I this is maybe one of the bleakest crush shows we've watched. I'm gonna have to go extracurricular. Please do. Um, what else have I been watching? Well. Easy peasy. I've been watching Friday Night Lights. Coach Taylor, has there ever been a hotter man <laughs> in the universe? Literally never. There hasn't. In like every single way. Not even just like looks. No. The looks is only like part of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I don't know. The Coach Taylor, that, everything to me, there's a there's a couple word choices in, I'm in season one that I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't say that. <laughs> but. Everything else holds up, and it makes which makes me happy because it's like I keep watching so many good shows that are, it's like this is the best show that's ever been created. But Friday Night Lights still still has me as like my number one mm-hmm. all time TV show, and that makes me happy that I'm not like bored and I don't care about the characters. It's all still there, and you're not like holding it on like a pedestal. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I'm definitely biased because it is one of the hottest casts like ever <laughs> yeah in a lot of ways but it's just so good who's your crush this week <laughs> i'm also gonna go extracurricular um and i'm gonna choose adele because her <gasps> one night only special was so good and i was just looking for a great an opportunity to talk about what everyone else on the internet was talking about and just like <laughs> the um audience of the concert is just like the most star-studded thing I've ever seen I feel like even more so than like the Grammys or any sort of award show like it was everyone and I just thought it was interesting because like I feel like it would be really hard to get that many famous people in a room for like with like scheduling conflicts yeah that's so true I'm very intrigued and um, Seth Rogen was, like, front and center, and they showed him, like, five or six or ten <laughs> times. And I didn't feel like anyone on the internet was talking about that. And I found that very interesting. I would love to know more about their friendship. Because she even said, like, either these are people that I, like, wanted to be here that I'm, like, friends with. And then it was, like, Selena Gomez and Donald Glover and Lizzo. And it was just very fascinating. That is amazing. I would, I was going to say, like, I know that Seth Rogen has his new podcast, haven't listened to it yet, but maybe should he and Adele co-host a podcast, actually? That would be great. They would be hilarious. That would be so funny. Have you ever seen, did you see Adele when she came here? I never got a ticket. No, I didn't even, I, I don't um, remember when that was. 
I don't think she came here for her second tour for her second album because I recall trying to get tickets to another city and it did not work. That's like one mm. of the concerts where I legitimately could not get a ticket, which is like rare for me to happen to me. Not that is wood. rare. But mm. maybe next time. One day. Yeah, I wonder when she's going to announce a tour for the new album. Yeah, great question. Can't wait. Very excited well, for it. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I would love to see her live. Yeah, she'd be amazing. The, the closest it's like a I've comedy gone... show and yes. the world's best talent show of all time. Exactly. I was the last time I went to England in like 2016. That was the year she headlined the Glastonbury Festival. Mm. And so they were like broadcasting it on the stations over there and um she is true yeah like she's the funniest person alive oh and by the way she can sing perfectly <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on the it's like her side hustle is singing <laughs> you know it's actually funny because um on the special she actually does like a surprise proposal like she allows this like random guy who i assume is a fan to like come do a proposal on the at the concert in front of all these celebrities which is like my own personal nightmare (laughs) and she she even is like i don't even know how this happened like i i'm the wrong person to be doing this because she's like releasing an album all about divorce (laughs) and that just adds to her being funny and i thought that was a random part of the special that I probably could have done without, but it was really cute <laughs> to see Melissa McCarthy bawling her eyes out. These celebrities that you're naming are blowing my mind. <laughs> that is so funny. I know. It's Dang. wild. Do you think this is like on Hulu? I'm sure it is. I, I just downloaded the CBS app and it was playing. But I might be logged into my parents' Xfinity account. Mm. But I actually... I lied to you. I looked it up on Hulu first and it wasn't there. Oh, okay. So I, I answered <laughs> without thinking until I was talking. But try the CBS app. We do that every week about everything. So don't yeah, worry about it. Don't believe us about anything. Maybe I'll hit up YouTube TV again. YouTube TV. Try it today. <laughs> Sponsored by. <laughs> we wish. Oh, I wish. Give us free subscriptions. Oh, can you imagine? Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.